You're listening to The Thrive Podcast with your host, Kathleen Drennan, corporate executive turned creative entrepreneur. Listen in as Kathleen shares all the things about marketing, money, and managing your mindset. She'll provide you with the tools and templates you can use today to help grow your business and move one step closer to creating your best life. Ladies, you got this. Do y'all know that there are people out in the world who listen to podcasts on double speed? I'm like, what? Is that a thing? I'm like, maybe I'm a slow learner. Maybe I don't listen to fast-talking podcast listeners. Maybe I am the one who's missing out. But I actually thought that that was super interesting. So I was like, I thought the whole point of like listening to a podcast was to learn something, to take it in, to reflect, put it into action, and then get to the world, get to the like making it happen situation. And then I also realized there's like a whole bunch of humans that walk on this planet who are like, I just want to listen to these things and hope that by osmosis, something magical will come from it. Like, and I could imagine, I, I could have been this person in a slightly different iteration. I do think if I was still working in corporate, this would probably be me. That I would kind of wear this badge of honor about how much content I would consume in a week so I could come back into the workplace and brag to all of my people about all the things that I learned. Because in the corporate world, we're very much conditioned to believe that we need to kind of show off to ourselves. I was thinking the other day, like back when I was in fancy pants, <laughs> literally, capital F, capital P, fancy pants, how much money I spent on my attire, right? And I know that this was not a real rule that we had to live by, but I certainly put the pressure on myself that if I was ever caught wearing the same outfit twice in one week, Oh, shame on you, Kathleen. Why have you not gone to the shops and bought all of the latest fancy clothing? You are not living up to expectations. You are not good enough, etc., etc., etc. One of the best decisions, and I feel like I have talked about this before, but I want to give you all permission to continue to do the same thing. I heard the story once that Steve Jobs, you'll always, well, almost always see him in his like dated sneakers, jeans, black turtleneck. He very intentionally minimalized, is that even the right word? Minimized? He minimized his wardrobe and just wore a black turtleneck and jeans every day because he didn't want to waste energy. He didn't want to waste his brain power on having to make the decision about what to wear. And then in addition to that, I think it was in 2015, one of the morning show TV peoples, he decided he was going to wear the same suit for 52 weeks of the year. And he did it as a experiment because his co-host, Lisa, was kind of mandated or expected to wear something different every day, right? Five days a week, 52 weeks of the year, she had to wear a different costume, but he could get away with wearing the same thing. And I was like, well, this is so fascinating. And the biggest lesson from that was the fact that nobody paid attention to what he was wearing. <laughs> I was like, I am going to borrow a little bit of Steve Jobs 
and a little bit of Carl and just decide, for me, I kind of just make the rule that I'm going to wear the same thing every day for three days and then I'm going to throw it in the laundry and then pick a new outfit. I do shower every day and my mother did teach me that you need to put on clean underwear every day, so that's a thing. But I just wear the same clothes for three days and then it goes in the laundry. So I just want to give you permission that if that's the way you want to roll, my friends, you go for it. I do know, right? We kind of give ourselves permission to do that when we're going traveling in the good old days of being able to go traveling. But I think particularly as women, we don't give ourselves permission to do that in the everyday life. So I would imagine, I just have this fantasy. If you're a farmer florist, you're like, I do that every day. Because <laughs> you're like, I am in the dirt. But I think many of us don't even realize that that's kind of a, we have this obligation of this expectation that we're putting on ourselves in terms of supposed to pull ourselves together and here's the honest truth nobody's going to pay attention to the fact that you might be wearing the same thing today that you were wearing yesterday even if you have a flower shop and you think your customers are paying attention or you think your staff are paying attention they're not <laughs> just try it out right try it out next week circle back let me know how you go because you can always go back to your old way of doing things Right? But if you're a fan of wanting to simplify things, I highly recommend it. I think I've been doing this now for five years, and I really do highly recommend it. Now, enough jibber-jabber. Let's get on to today's podcast episode, because I wanted to do a deep dive and talk about this idea of how much we tell ourselves, how much we believe, how much we get stuck in the kind of internal dialogue of, I am behind or we tell ourselves we're behind in our business building, or I feel like I'm behind in my progress. And it's really, really helpful to take a pause and to just think about this and to really deconstruct it because it's a lie. It is a lie every single time that you tell yourself you are behind. And it's so important that we learn to call our brain out when it wants to hand us that story because of course we're going to sit down and you're going to hear so many people talking about and planning for 2022 right myself included I am a person who's going to teach you guys how to sit down and plan without it being this massive onerous job in terms of crafting a plan for where you want to take your business in 2022 and even when we think we have a clear plan there are times when the world has another agenda for us. For example, maybe one of your kids gets sick, maybe something happens at your house, like maybe the real world happens, maybe a global pandemic just, you know, sneaks up on you and you had these plans and then things don't always go to plan. And I am very much an advocate for setting goals. I am very much an advocate for having a vision of where you wanted to take your business because you can take your business wherever you want to take your business, but also recognizing there's a lot of shit that happens that's out of our control, right? I think back, I was laughing the other day because I think if you look back at the podcast, there'll be one that's called like, my plans for 2020 and 2021. <laughs> it was published in February 
of 2020, right? I was absolutely in the bubble of naivete. As a person who doesn't watch the news, I had no idea what was on the horizon, and I was going to indulge in my naivete. And now, almost two years later, I was like, <laughs> let's just leave that podcast up there for the entertainment factor, for the reminiscing of the good old days, and for, you know, the admiration of previous Kathleen having a vision and a goal for where the heck she wanted to go in her business and in her life. Now, I am a person who is also very good at wishing things were different, wishing I was making progress faster in my business and really not wanting to accept where I am in my business journey, right? This idea of wanting to resist reality because I am very well practiced that at some point in my business, everything's going to magically be organized, that I'm not going to run into the same challenges that I run into today, and that I'm going to feel like it's all completely effortless. And I am so stubborn, and I can hear my brain like literally protesting and being like, but Kathleen, we're supposed to be here, or you're supposed to be at this set milestone at this point in your business. And I think it's really good for us as business owners to get out of our own head for a minute and learn to coach ourselves, learn to question our own thinking, and really know that building a business is a journey. And this idea of, I think we're very well conditioned, we are told that at your business there's a very clear start, and then there is this supposed finish line. Right, Like each one of us is climbing Mount Everest and we can see the summit and we can see the different kind of mile markers in our progress and we're in the belief that at some point we're going to be on the top of the world, quite literally. Like at some point we will be at the peak of this mountain and the belief that we all carry is that we'll be at the peak of that mountain and we're going to feel incredible. Most of the time... For many of us, we don't ever actually envision a very concrete finish line, but we have this very nebulous idea at this point in time that we're going to wake up and every day, all day, we're going to feel competent, confident, and capable, right? The stars will all align, and on this fictitious day, which we're not quite clear on, but we have this belief, a little bit like... We can believe in Santa Claus. We can believe that there is a point in our business growth where we're going to wake up and I'm going to feel confident all of the time, right? As if one day everything in our flower business is going to be perfectly organized, right? Your seeds will be perfectly color-coded and labeled. You will have the perfect spreadsheet to plan out your crops for 2022 you will have the perfect number of Instagram followers. You're going to have exactly the right number of customers and clients every week, all week, and that nothing will ever go wrong. Everything will always go according to plan. And this really stems from the story or the belief that we tell ourselves that there is better than here. Right? We're so well conditioned. We are so bought into the belief that at some point in our business, I'm going to feel better. At some point in my business, everything will be organized and I'm going to feel like I have just conquered all of it and nothing will phase me. And I do look at 
how this industry teaches us to show up and I see the facade of what we're sold within our industry. Right? And this idea of, for so many of us, and myself included, if I get my work published on this specific blog, if I get featured in that magazine, then I'll finally feel legitimate. I'll finally have the recognition and the endorsement from the cool kids, and I will finally be able to show up with complete authority and confidence. And if it wasn't that then maybe once I have 10,000 followers on Instagram, I will finally feel worthy of being able to create the work that I really want to create, right? And I know for so many of you, that story just totally resonates because that's how our industry teaches success, right? We believe and we do put the famous florist up on these pedestals, right? So we think, okay, if I can show up with that kind of energy, if I can be published in that magazine, if I can have that many followers, then I'll finally earn the recognition of my peers. I will finally feel like I am capable and I am worthy and I deserve that level of success within my business. There's two lessons that I want to impart on you from this experience. It's never the Instagram followers or that number of followers or actually getting published in a magazine that's going to make you feel that way. If you're dreaming of having a thousand followers and finally when you have a thousand followers, I'm finally going to show up with confidence. When you hit a thousand followers, it's never going to be enough. You're going to continue to grasp for more. And maybe a thousand followers isn't your magic number, but you're going to have a magic number where you feel like, okay, great. So on that day, I'm going to go to sleep and I'm going to wake up in the morning and everything's going to be better. But if you actually pause for a minute, right? If you actually use your own brain and you ask your brain, (laughs) okay, what am I like very realistically, what am I actually expecting to happen? What do I think is going to change around me when I've reached that milestone? Right, when I see the Instagram followers tick over to a certain number, what do I think will have also happened either within me, within my environment, what will have changed that I think is going to help me create more confidence? Same thing applies if we're striving to get our work published in a blog or in a magazine. Because, of course, we want the recognition from our peers and we want the social acceptance. Right? That's a very normal part of the human experience. We are a tribal species. Right? So that scene in Mean Girls, right, where they kind of break into the jungle animals all fighting each other. Right? Of course we want to be socially accepted. That's a normal part of the human experience. Right? And we want to be recognized by our peers and we want the recognition from our customers and we want the recognition from our families. So it's not necessarily fair to say to yourself, oh, you shouldn't worry about getting published. Right? You shouldn't worry about your peer recognition because it's actually built into your DNA. So I'm going to tell you, right? if that's important to you, if you want to get your work featured on a blog, if you want to get published in a magazine, because that's important to you, you go for it. But you don't have to attach your worthiness, you don't have to attach your deservedness to that outcome. Getting published can be a goal if you want it to be a goal. But it doesn't need to be a goal if you're thinking that getting published, getting more recognition or getting more Instagram followers is going to help you show up 
with more confidence. It's your thinking, right? It's what you're making the Instagram followers mean. It's what you're making being published in a magazine mean. It's what you're making being featured on that blog mean. And the amazing thing about being a human being, and particularly true for you because you are a creative, this is the magic of this work, is you can close your eyes right now. You can envision having exactly whatever that number is that you're aspiring to, either as a revenue goal or how many Instagram followers you want or getting published in a magazine or getting featured on a specific blog, right? Whatever that desire or that ambition is, whatever that thing is that you think is your finish line within your business, imagine it having already happened, right? You wake up in the morning on that day, that day where you've already achieved that goal. What is running through your mind? What are you making that achievement mean? Right? I am worthy. I am recognized. I am validated. I have created this. I have made this happen. Right? Your brain is going to make that goal mean something. You get to think that thought today. You get to believe that you are already recognized by your peers today. You get to believe that you are worthy and deserved of success today. You don't need to have accomplished that goal already to make that possible. This is the amazing thing about being human. You get to believe whatever it is that you want to believe regardless of the circumstances around you. So if your goal is to generate a million dollars in your business or $500,000 in your business or to build a team or whatever you want that goal to be, I'm not telling you to not set goals because goals are fucking helpful. (laughs) But where we get in our own way and where we really challenge this whole scenario is we believe that achieving that goal is going to make us feel better. And that is the lie. So really dig in and ask yourself, right? Like pause the podcast and ask yourself, what am I going to make achieving that goal mean? What are the sentences that run through your head? And then you can decide to think that way today. Because you don't need more Instagram followers to feel worthy of success. You don't need to be published in a blog to feel good about your work and to feel recognition and appreciation for the value that you add to your humans. You get to decide that for yourself right now. So I was thinking back, do you guys remember Forrest Gump? I feel like it makes me old talking about this, but there is a scene in Forrest Gump. I don't even know it would, let's pretend it's halfway through the movie right? He's definitely an adult. It is Tom Hanks playing the character of Forrest Gump. It is after he has been on the shrimp boating extravaganza. But there is a scene that starts out where Forrest Gump is on the rocking chair on the porch. And the kind of big opus, I think that's the term, right? The kind of dramatic music that is very familiar to the Forrest Gump experience starts playing. And he literally, he's sitting on his front porch in his rocking chair and he puts on his red Bubba Gump hat and he's like rocking in his rocking chair. And then he just gets up and he starts running. And the voiceover 
that you hear Tom Hanks say is, that day, for no particular reason, I decided to go for a little run. And then you see the next probably 10 minutes of this film is him running from coast to coast and back again. And through that scene, you see his costume change and you see his face change and he like grows a beard and he like turns into this very svelte marathon runner and he has all these people who join him through this whole process. And I actually ended up looking it up because I was like, based on like, we don't know, I don't think as the viewer, how long he ran for or how far he ran. But of course, the people on the Googles know the answers to everything. So in that movie, he ran something like 15,000 miles. That's a lot. <laughs> like 15,000 miles. I was like, what's the distance between here and the moon? Do we know these things? Do people know that, whatever that information is? Anyway, but for a length of time, right? So they said three years, two months, 14 days, and 16 hours. Because he just started one day and said, for no particular reason, I decided to go for a little run. Three years, two months, 14 days, and 16 hours later. But the best part of that scene is that one day he literally pulls up straight and he just stops. He literally decides to go home. Nobody gave him permission. Nobody said, I think this is what you should do next. Nobody said, here's the right decision to make in your life. He just literally looked up and said, I've had enough of this. I'm just gonna turn around. I love taking that thought process and applying it to our business, right? This idea of we can just start one day and head in a trajectory with no real idea of how long or what for we want to keep going, but we know that we're in this for the long haul, right? We're in this for 15,000 miles. And we also get to decide how we want to show up and we get to decide at any point in time if we want to change our direction or we just want to stop. I know for myself, I have such a sense of like a very well-practiced thought pattern around obligations, should do, supposed to do. This is what good girls do. This is how we overachieve. This is how we keep showing up, right? That's a very strong internal dialogue that I have. And I also know it has served me so well in my business because when you're an overachiever, you just keep showing up every day and you overachieve. This is how we roll. It's like, oh yeah, that's my uh, default belief. I don't even know how many miles I've been running. But I love this example from the movie because us putting ourselves in the shoes of Tom Hanks, it's like we get to stop at any point in time. And we really have to untangle ourselves and decondition ourselves and step away from the idea that at one point in time, while we are running this business, while you are the CEO of your business, that at some point in time, you're going to feel better. Because I don't think, right, if we stopped Tom Hanks at year two in his running extravaganza, if we stopped him at, I don't know, 8,000 miles, I'm sure he would say, Oh yeah, no, some of this is awesome and some of it sucks, right? The reason I know this is because he's a human being and the human experience is 50-50. 50% of it you could classify as positive, 50% of it is negative. 
We have a whole spectrum of human emotions and building a business and running a business, no matter where you are on your flower business journey, is a roller coaster. And the best part about the roller coaster is that there are peaks and there are valleys. Most boring roller coaster on the planet would be something that just runs horizontally. It looks a lot like the SkyTrain in Vancouver. <laughs> like, I don't think people would pay a lot of money to go on that roller coaster. I mean, I know we pay money to go from A to B. That's how you get to my brother's house. However, it's not going to be sold as a roller coaster because people want it to be very structurally sound. They don't want it to be exciting. And I think we beat ourselves up, right? We hold it against ourselves because social media and the way that we see floral designers showing up is that everything's ethereal and effortless and lovely and look at my baby and my dog and all these beautiful flowers and isn't it so pretty? Meanwhile, all of us, every single one of you is listening to this, looking around at your business going like, ah, my business doesn't look anything like that business on Instagram. What's wrong with me? Nothing. There is literally nothing wrong with you because you're a human being navigating the human experience. And running a business and building a business is hard work, right? We are building this roller coaster and sometimes we're at the top peak and other times we're at the bottom and it's like, oh my God. <laughs> because even if you've been published in the fancy magazine, maybe you've been featured on the fancy blog and you're earning as much money as you'd like and you have all the Instagram followers, the end of the day, you're a human being navigating the human experience. I think it was Gertrude Stein that says there is no there there, right? And we feel like Forrest Gump and we run our business and we keep showing up and we keep making progress and we keep checking in with ourselves. Am I moving my business in the direction that I want it to go? Because there is no behind. This is your business. This is your race. And I know it sounds cliched, but literally your only job is to show up, do what you want to do today, move your business in the direction that you want to move it, and do better than you did yesterday. You could stop following any floral designer on Instagram, and you just run your own race. Right? I think like that was Oprah who told us to do that. And I'm like, okay, guys, if it's good enough for Oprah, I think it's good enough for us. But it takes that level of awareness and being like, behind? Who am I behind? Because <laughs> who else is in this race with me? Because I thought this was just me. Like, wait just a dang second. I did not sign up for the New York Marathon or the Boston Marathon or the Sydney Marathon. I am not running a marathon ever. <laughs> It is not a thing I would pay money to do. I mean, I'm also okay to change my mind and come back and tell you guys, hey, I ran a marathon. But this moment in time, December 2021, no, not on my list. Not on my list of things I'm going to conquer. But knowing that that is the experience of running a business. It's you against yourself, my friend. So... I also know so many of us struggle with this, right? Because we really like to beat ourselves up and tell ourselves, I'm behind. As if we're supposed to be somewhere else in our business. So I wanted to give you three steps to help you kind of reframe your thinking, get yourself back on track and making progress. Because you know what happens when you tell yourself you're behind? You feel deflated. And the end result is you don't do anything, which gets you further behind what you even could have been. <laughs> 
Like literally telling yourself you're behind is the surest way, the surest way to not make progress in your business. So maybe just let that belief go away. Stop telling yourself that story. Let it rest. Put it in the recycle bin. Shred it up. Put it in the fireplace. Whatever you need to do with that belief because it's not helpful. It's not going to help you make progress in your business and it's only actually going to get in your way of you making any progress in your business. So lesson one, what is it that you're telling yourself about your progress? Right? Are you moving at a good pace, bad pace? Do you find yourself hearing? I'm feeling really behind. If you ever hear your brain say that to you, I'm so behind. I want you to pause and I want you to ask your brain, who or what am I behind? Right? There needs to be some sort of, is it a preposition? A noun? I don't know. The way that the English language works sometimes boggles my mind. But you need to be behind something. Right? It's a, it's a comparison. It's a judgment. So who or what are you behind? And it's a really simple but powerful question to ask your brain. Like, dear brain, what do you think I am behind? Am I behind that woman over there who is running a totally different business to me? Or am I behind those people over there, that team of people over there who are doing a very different thing to me? Did I remember that I did not sign up to be in a race with those people? Because they run their business and I'm going to run my business. But it takes this pause, this breath, this beat for us to remember that this is your business and you get to do whatever the F you want to do. I know that nobody told you this when you signed up for this whole business building thing. You're like, I love flowers. <laughs> like, oh, the fine print on that piece of paper was you are the CEO. You are the person in charge, you are the head honcho, and everyone else reports to you. You don't report to anyone. You report to yourself. So if you find your brain really protesting and being like, oh my God, I feel so behind, I think I'm behind, just pause and ask, behind what? Like just really bring yourself into that grounded experience of this is my business, I'm in a race with myself, it's just me and Forrest Gump, we're going to put on some tunes, we're going to do the work we want to do today, and then tomorrow our only goal is to show up as a better version of ourselves than we did today. Number two, comparison is a very normal part of the human experience, right? You've heard me talk before about how tribal we are as a species, and I was talking to one of you guys inside of the Flower Boss Bootcamp the other day, we were talking about how normal it is for us to actually compare our businesses and compare ourselves to the other business owners, which is what starts to trigger the thinking of I feel so behind. Because we look at somebody else's business and we tell ourselves, oh my gosh, she's so much further along. I should be doing that. I should be doing that. I should be doing things at that venue or doing weddings like that. Or I should be able to create that kind of work or I should be that busy. Right, And then I think for so many of us, we layer on another level of judgment because there's that saying of comparison is the thief of joy. So then we beat ourselves up for the act of comparing, except the act of comparing is completely normal. It is to be expected. It is quite literally how the human brain is programmed to operate. The human brain comes out of the box. Comparison is a very normal part of the experience. So there's zero 
benefit, no point to trying to stop your brain from comparison, right? It's, it's how we evaluate our place in the world. And because we are a tribal species and we want to be accepted, right? Because if we're not accepted, then our primitive brain is going to assume you're going to be left in the cold and you're going to die. So comparison and that shortcut of judgment is a normal part of our brain's experience. And so I'm going to encourage you to kind of go into that next level of observing your own thinking and remembering, right, your name is next to business owner. No one told you that when you started your business, you are in charge and that the buck stops with you and that you can use comparison as a helpful tool. Now, this is something that I find incredibly helpful because we can actually use, you know, those moments when you're on Instagram or you hear a story or you see somebody else published in a magazine and you have that visceral vibration in your body of envy and jealousy. I want you to use that as a giant red flag that you should pay attention to. The next time that you find yourself in that cycle of comparison, I want you to ask yourself, right, when you feel that sense of jealousy and envy, huh, do I want that? Do I want what I see that person posting? Do I want that experience? And if the answer is yes, that is an incredible gift. Because I believe that's where the jealousy and the envy actually comes from. And it's so helpful for you to know that. I'm like, let's talk about a shortcut for success. Huh. I can look at anybody's business on Instagram. And the minute that I feel jealous, I'll go, do I want that? Yes. Okay, great. Well, there we go. There's our next goal. (laughs) Right? Versus when you fall into the cycle of like, well, comparison is the thief of joy. It's like, no, maybe comparison is a shortcut to success. Because we can use everybody else's business as a way to indicate to ourselves what do we want to create with our business. And comparison is such a normal part of the human experience, right? You are not broken. There is nothing wrong with you. You are a human being with a human brain. And growing your flower business, being a business owner isn't for everyone because at the end of the day, it's actually a journey towards personal development. And not everybody wants to do that shit. We are confronted with our fears and our self-doubt and our uncertainty every day of the week. That is the reality of running a business. And having the tools to be able to navigate that, to know that you're not alone in that experience is so incredibly helpful. Because I spent years literally in the story of I am broken, there's something wrong with me, I'll never be able to figure this out. Until I started to really understand, right? It's like, oh, the combination of the facade and the secrecy of our floral industry actually perpetuates that belief. And that the minute when you start your own business, you're actually signing up for the like greatest self-help movement on the planet. (laughs) Like, huh, interesting. Okay, I could get on board with this. This is so fascinating. It's such a different perspective. So lesson number two is use comparison as a shortcut to your success. Lesson number three, remember, and you have to call your brain out on this as often as possible. There is no there, there. I find myself in this space all the time. 
right? Like honestly, a dozen times a day. Believing that there is a time in my business when everything's going to be organized, totally sorted, color-coded, all the fonts will be cohesive, it's just going to look like perfection. Except here's the thing, my friends. We are ideas people. This is why we run very successful businesses, right? This is why we're going to be successful, is because we have shiny object syndrome. So every day we're going to come up with new ideas and we're going to be convinced that this is the best idea I've ever had. Oh my God, drop what you're doing. Stop everything, hold the presses, and let's take action on this greatest idea that I've ever had. When you're an ideas person and you're driven and you're ambition and you keep coming up with new ideas, it's like you keep piling more onto your plate, more onto your own goodness. And it's like, huh, right, okay, well, no problem. I've learned to navigate wedding inquiries with ease. I've got that 80% sorted. It's pretty systematized. Now, what else can I add into the mix? How can I overcomplicate this? And what can I do to push myself out of my comfort zone even more? Yeah, let's sell wedding packages and maybe I'll do workshops and I'm going to dabble in this floral subscription thing and I'm going to start growing my own flowers and then I'm going to do daily deliveries and then I'm going to open up a shop and oh my God, yeah. Welcome to the inside of my brain. We really are like our own worst enemy. And you get this whole new level of appreciation for the fact that sometimes our greatest strengths are also our greatest weaknesses. But it's so helpful to remember, right? Who are you racing? Literally. Who do you want to be in a race with? Who do you want to be next to you at that race line. And just know, like you are not wearing the penny with the number on it. Nobody's going to give you a thanks for participating medal at the end. You didn't pay whatever the tuition is to sign up to the New York Marathon. It's all just in our own thinking, right? We create these snow globes for ourselves. It's all just our brain doing its job, 60,000 thoughts in the run of a day, right? You are a human being with a human brain navigating the experience of running a business. This is your business and you get to move at whatever pace you want to move at. There literally is no there there. And because of that, there is no behind. You literally are not behind anything. You are behind some story that you're telling yourself about where you should be in your business. It's okay to drop that story. It's okay to revel in the tension of really wanting more in your business and being where you're at. Because I promise you, you are going to reach your next goal, actually, for most of us. We get about 75%, or we even just take one step towards that goal, and then we decide to dream even bigger, and we create a bigger goal for ourselves. This is what we do, right? This is what makes us such incredible business owners, my friends. You are not behind. Wherever you are in your business journey whether it's day one, day 10,001, you are in exactly the right place. And this is your business and you get to do with your business whatever the heck you want to do. And as always, my friends, please be safe on the road. Please take care of yourself, eat your vegetables, drink your water, get more sleep whenever you can. And I'll see y'all inside Flower Boss Boot Camp. Have a beautiful day, my friends, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye for now.